Welcome to an episode of Difference Makers. My name is Shelley Hart, and uh, behind every nonprofit, every cool event, every gala that you go to, there's always a story. And today's story is about Jen Pride here in the Pacific Northwest. And with us is of the board of directors, and you actually started Jen Pride, right? Yes, I did. We're with Karen Fredrickson Goldson, PhD, mm-hmm. University of Washington. Talk to us about Jen Pride. How did this come to be, and what is it? Well, how Jen Pride really came to be is we were doing projects across the United States and we found this tremendous gap in the in Washington State and Seattle King County that LGBTQ seniors weren't really being served, nor were their specialized needs being addressed. When you say being served, served in which way? Yes, what I mean is LGBTQ older adults have some very distinct kinds of needs. So while there's aging services out in the larger community, the specialized needs around especially feeling comfortable accessing services. Many have had very difficult experiences in the past with the bias and discrimination when when getting services, often at younger ages. That can really affect their their comfort level at accessing services. Mm -hmm. So services that could help people feel safe at being open, being able to get the care, being able to have their families a choice, be part of the uh, also obtaining services. So we needed to, to develop services that could address the disparities that they have experienced and still experience, but really... You know- And one of the things that the first time that you and I had met, and we're going to get to the event that uh, we're leading up to here in just a little (laughs) bit that we're going to invite you all to. uh, But one of the things that you talked about that really struck me was the elders, our elders in the LGBTQ community and isolation. Yes. When When we talk about elders, give us an age from what age on up. With elders, we are really serving people 50 and older. Okay. But many of our elder services are designed for people 65 and older. Okay. Okay. But because LGBTQ people often face many disparities, they start to experience some health issues earlier. And so we actually start to serve people as early as 50. Walk me through that. If I am of that elder generation, okay, Mm -hmm. I am 60, 70, lucky to be enough in my 80s. Yes. um, And I grew up in a generation where, you know, they were in the closet for a long time. Yes. And what is life like today, living beyond a partner? Yes. What people often have shared with us just in terms of early life, experiencing family rejection or that fear of institutions or criminalization. And so they bring that forward. But what's happened for many LGBTQ elders, elders now as they're getting older is that although they have, are very resilient and they built the communities and they really powered the movement that's, right, right. Uh, that's allowing us to and, have and, and that, that is my freedom we have. Yes, so they're very resilient. And despite that adversity, they moved our communities forward. What, but what we're finding and what people are sharing with us is that many are being forced back into the closet today when they go to access services. So it could be if there was a death of a partner or if a person hadn't been out because many people aren't comfortable being out. Some are, but many aren't. That if even if they're living in a long-term care facility or in a, or in a um, assisted living, that there might be other residents that are really biased. Or maybe a provider comes from a different culture or just it also doesn't really support or understand or know how to support LGBTQ elders. So many are feeling 
feeling that they're really being forced back into the closet, even among those that had had been out. Karen, how did you come to this realization that this was happening in the work that you're doing at the University of Washington? I actually first started becoming interested in this project in the in 1980s. In when I was in my early 20s, my partner at that time, who was also very young, actually experienced an aneurysm, and I was not allowed to ride in the ambulance to the hospital. And I was told I couldn't go into the hospital room, and she died that day. And I started to wonder. Oh, wow. This was pre-AIDS. This was pre-HIV. And I started to wonder what's happening for people in our community with loss. But then I especially started to wonder about elders. Because as you age, you know, you're you're very vibrant, but you can still really, you're much more likely to experience more loss. So I started to wonder how are, what, where are the elders? Because I also realized they were very invisible. And then I, you know, from there, I wanted to do this research project, but I was told at the time that it would be impossible, that it just would not ever work because elders, LGBTQ elders wouldn't participate. I was told I could never receive funding, and I was told it was I, it would ruin my career. But in fact, my team and I did get funded, and we're now funded by the National Institutes of Health and the National Institutes on Aging, Good conducting the first ever longitudinal study with LGBTQ elders and midlife uh, adults. Yeah. What are some of the struggles that uh, in our older years that we will, well, hopefully not now, but that they come across today? Yes. And the isolation part. I really want to get back to that because that that really just struck a chord with me. I thought to myself, I lose my partner, Kelly, after we've been together, you know, for uh, 40 years, let's say, I don't want to be alone. No. And the social... And who does? No, nobody does. No, you're, you're, you're just right on with that. don't deserve to be alone. No. But what... what Let ha- alone go back into the closet, yes. like you said. But what has... What often happens is LGBTQ elders, while they built their communities, they really relied on one another. Most relied on a partner or part of their friends, and they're all aging together. And so as they're aging together, some, you know, develop a chronic health condition. Some may, you know, they may lose some of their friends, but their network becomes smaller. And that creates a lot of vulnerability because then that may, they may rely on the one person, the partner, like you said, and then that person dies. Yep. They may have, they may not have anyone. Yep. And that is why we have so much social, in part, why we have so much social, higher rates of social isolation in this community. Do you think it will be a difference as the LGBTQ community? community today. Okay. I do want to get to the generation yes. gap, but let's say the families that are starting today. And I just, you know, I, I just love it. I get goose pimples when I think about it. And when I see them, you know, the, the families that are adopting kids or having their own kids. And I just think that's so great. The generations prior to us didn't necessarily have that luxury or shall I say open opportunity. So they're alone. Yes. When, the, when their partner goes, they don't have the kids. They may have the niece and nephew, you know, but the kids, for the most part, really aren't there for them to lean on today for the elders. Yes, that's true. I mean, nieces and nephews can be a really important ally and support, but it is true that LGBTQ older adults were much less likely to have children. And it's it's not only about having a partner, although that's also very important, but what we find more than anything is that all people, all elders, but these elders are at particular risk, is that people need at least three people in their life that they can turn to in an emergency. 
agency. Mm-hmm. And if they've got that, that can serve as a buffer. So it's really about creating linkages, creating more, you know, more ties. And at, that could be um, a friend, somebody from a younger generation. It certainly could be a child, but it doesn't have to be a child. It could. It's about creating more linkages across the generations. Gen Pride, which yes. you created. Let's touch on that sure. and what it can provide. Yes. So Gen Pride, once we realized there was this gap and there weren't services in Seattle, King County, or in, in Washington State, for that matter, really serving LGBTQ elders, we took our information and we went to the Seattle City Council. We said these elders are not being served because they were not, most were not being served in um, more traditional aging services. And they also had some distinct needs. So they needed more opportunities to be able to meet, to socialize, support groups. There might be different kinds of issues that come right. up around coming out or maybe different issues around loss or who is in their family. And so we went to the city council and received support to start the first ever um, LGBTQ Senior Center in Seattle, King County. And we're real excited about that. And we offer all kinds of events in terms of exercise size, support, um, fun things just to bring people together, movies, activities. Yeah, well, you know, and I'm looking at the website now for Gen Pride. When I understand you're going to be changing this website address right now, but it's gapseattle.org. Okay. Yes. Um, but I'm looking at this. And Closing you have, the gap on yeah, services. Yes. You have classes and workshops and free events, community classes on all sorts of things for these folks to get together and network and meet and expand their own community of yes. friends and to get beyond that just three that we exactly know and what's really exciting is there's lots of people across lots of communities that have felt othered for one reason or another and they're all welcome to participate too so it's creating it's creating even more community and a a community available to all kinds of people so it's really exciting and what's also a new development is that gen pride along with aging with pride at the university of washington we just got funded now to be a senior hub across all of king county so now we can start really bringing these services out into the community, reaching people that are really isolated out in the county and being able to connect them. Okay, so now I want to get to the event that we're going to be doing together because if this is your introduction to Gen Pride and I want you to know for those listening, uh, you are not alone. You have a lot of friends. We're all here and we can't wait to meet you. So we would love to see you at Generations Celebration. Yes. And this is an event that's honoring LGBTQ elders bringing lives of all ages and we're going to kind of bridge the gap here Mm -hmm. you know we we talk about uh, the older generation and the younger generation do you think there is a gap between the two do they look at each other differently yes I think that there's often they don't they haven't they haven't shared the same kinds of experiences so they may not understand each other or there just may be invisibility on both sides there and so the goal here is we find many LGBTQ younger people and middle-aged people also don't have a sense of their own history or of the elders in their community. So this is an advantage and an opportunity for all generations to come together to bridge those gaps. And I do love to hear those stories when I sit down with, uh, you know, somebody who has gone through the hardships that have blazed the trails for us, Mm -hmm. you know, because it, it is, it's difficult 
but it is so much easier than what it was. You know, yes. it's, 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 I, I am more comfortable being me because of our LGBTQ elders. Yes. And thank you for that to all of you. So this is a wonderful event. Let's touch on this just a yes. little bit. The event that is going to be happening Saturday, October 5th, and you are invited. We're going to get you the ticket info here in just a little bit. But let's talk about, uh, Karen, if you will, Generations Celebration, your vision yes. behind it. So, and, and thank you so much, Shelly, for your participation in the event. We're really excited to have you there I'm as excited. part of it. And what we're going to do there is it's going to be, it, we're going to have a, opportunities for people really to connect, to bridge these uh, gaps across the generations, but to create those linkages. We're also going to have, we're going to start with a reception. We're going to have that opportunity for connection. But then as we move into the evening and have a three-course dinner, and then we're going to have lively entertainment. But it's all going to be built around connecting generations and building bridges, both within the LGBTQ community and allies, as well as across the generations. So it's an opportunity to celebrate. An opportunity to celebrate each other and to hear some great stories. And what I like about this event is that it is uh, not the traditional gala of sorts. Yes. This is intended for us to get together and let's communicate and let's, you know, let's have this three-course dinner and let's do yes. some dancing and walk out making a few more friends. Yes, and we're going to have follow-up events from this, too, to be able to continue those link, those connections and those relationships because we're really about building a new community that's across all generations and across being able to be connected and really eradicate social isolation in our community. Yeah, you know, and I, that, that isolation, like I said, that really just, that just really triggered something. So well, I am all about this. I yes. really want folks to join us at Generations Celebration. I want you to save the date right now. It's coming up Saturday, October 5th. It's going to be at the Bell Harbor International Conference Center. Bell Harbor is a great place to have a party on Alaskan Way. Uh, it's going to be a 5 to 10 p.m. thing, so it's not too late. This girl likes to be, sometimes be in bed by 8.30, 9 o'clock yeah, over people, here. People <laughs> so, can do that. That's why we started it oh, at 5. <laughs> so it, it, it'll be a lot of fun, and I promise you this. And the best place to get your tickets in advance. Yes, the best place to get the tickets in advance is right Right on our website, you can go to jennevents.org. And to clarify, that would be gen.org. Slash gala slash. And you can also come right to our, our website, jennevents at uw.edu. Or if you want, just call us. Our number is 206 543 2449. Repeat that for us that. again. Yes. Yeah. 206 543 2449. And I also want to just mention that the day before, we also have a very exciting conference. We're going to have an LGBTQ health and longevity conference. And this is, as, as Shelley said, this issue of social isolation is so critical because what we're finding with social isolation is it is linked. It's linked to poor physical health. It's linked to poor mental health, higher rates of depression, which can lead to higher rates of suicide. Mm. We're also now finding it connected and linked to more cognitive impairment in our communities and premature mortality. So at this conference, what we're doing is we're bringing leaders all over from both nationally as well as the state to be able to address LGBTQ health, specifically focusing in part in on social isolation. But then really, we're very lucky because the director of the Office of Sexual and Gender Minority Health, 
Karen Parker, is coming to be part of the event. Wow. And both to learn from our research, but also that we can help inform policy wow. and the direction to address some of these critical issues. And this helps all communities. Yeah. Because this these rates of social isolation are elevated in this community because mm-hmm. of the unique risks we talked about. Mm-hmm. But social isolation is an epidemic across communities, especially older adults, but all ages. And it's something we really do have to come together yeah. to be able to address. And really, the only way we can come together is to start connecting, which was the vision behind the Generation Celebration Gala. And what a great way to connect. When you throw food, music, and dancing, Mm -hmm. and just people telling stories, I can't thank you enough, Karen, for the work that you have put in um, all behind the scenes for Gen Pride. You are a difference maker. Yes. What a wonderful thing that you have created for all of us, you know, in our in our networking as we age and honoring the LGBTQ community and our elders and bringing lives of all ages together. And to create these things that, you know, that we can look forward to getting out and doing, you know, and meeting people as we age. And I just, I really, really, really appreciate that. And I speak on behalf of a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because we're all getting up there. Aging, that's the inevitable, people. I hate to break the news to you. Well, it's so exciting to see the kind of interest and the excitement that people have shown both about just all of the work and Gen Pride, but also these events and really just the idea of forming and creating more community and working together to solve some of these really complex issues that we're talking about, but that we can do that. You know, and we live in such a wonderful place here in the Northwest and Like I said earlier, you're not alone. Let's get out. Let's have some fun. Maybe you know somebody that is older that you're like, you know, I think I want to bring that person as a guest. Yes. And these guests, these older guests. Yes. These older guests can all come. There's no charge for people 70 and older. We have scholarships for people of all ages if they don't have the means for both events. So, again, we really welcome people bringing people. Mm -hmm. And I've even had somebody ask me, well, I've never been out. I don't know. But we're like, we Welcome anyone, and we just want to be able to create community. So now's the time. So the more people that that can come and join us, the better. Generation Celebration. Again, that is Saturday, October 5th. Ticket information, one more time yes, for us. Yes, ticket information at the website, genevents.org slash gala slash. Or? Or call us, 206-543-2449. That's 206 543 Two four four nine. I so look forward to the event. I appreciate your time here today and enlightening us. And we have a lot to look forward to with a generation celebration. Again, I hope to see you all there again that Saturday, October 5th. Karen Fredrickson Goldson, PhD. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shelly. I'm so excited. I'm so, as I said, excited. You're going to be there. I'm going to have a blast. Yes. We're going to make this a fun party, we're okay? Gonna, we're going to create it together, everyone that comes. And we're going to create awareness. And mm. let, we're all in this together. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of Gen Pride and the Generation Celebration. And I will see you and everyone else. <laughs> we'll see you October 5th at the Bell Harbor International Conference Center. Thank you so much. Thank you.